Hi everyone, it's Sam here. Just a quick heads up. This is a free episode of the weekly Club Reset podcast that usually goes out exclusively to paid subscribers to the Reset. It's a weekly get together in which me, my mate Dan and um, a few guests sit down, have a chat about what's on our mind, how we're feeling that week and all sorts of different kind of mental health jazz. It's very relaxed, a bit of fun and people seem to like it. I'm putting this episode out for free so you might consider subscribing for just £5 a month to The Reset Extra so you get exclusive access to this podcast series and extra newsletters Uh, early bird tickets for our live events and all sorts of other stuff. If you fancy it, just click subscribe and upgrade on samdelaney.substack.com. If you don't, we'll just crack on and enjoy the pod anyway. Hello everyone and welcome to Club Reset, weekly get-together with me and Dan Foley, um, having a good old chat about what's going on in our nuts, etc. Hello Dan Foley. Hello Sam Delaney. Um, We've remembered to invite one of our friends along this week, which we'd forgotten to do in recent weeks. We're joined by uh, Tommy Stewart. How are you doing, Tommy? I'm good, mate. How are you? Uh, Well, all right, but listen... Uh, I, I threw that question away because um, in our haste to put this uh, podcast together, we didn't have our usually very thoroughly well-planned out running order. And so I want to make the theme of this week's show the following question. Tommy Stewart, how are you? No, but really, how are you? That's what they say, don't they? They say, you've got to ask a mate, how are you? And your mate will always go, yeah, I'm all right. And then... I can't remember who told me this. It's some sort of campaign that's going on by the old mental health people. And they go, you know, how are you? And they go, yeah, all right. And then you're supposed to go, no, mate, how are you? Did I just, <laughs> I mean, I, I appreciate that I'm hijacking the very yeah, go on. editorial. Uh, yeah, I want your thoughts on have. this. Yeah. Well, I did this. I did exactly that, sir, the other day. Mm. And I think it was the first time I've done it in my life where I was with someone and He's a mate. He's a guy I help. And he, I asked him how he was and he said, fine. And I said, you're not fine. I can tell you're not fucking fine. So why don't you just you tell can. me? You <laughs> lying. Cunt. Don't fucking lie to me, mate. <laughs> I can see straight through. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Oh, Phil. What was that? The emphasis changes on When you ask it the second time, you're right, though. I've, I've done that. And it, the emphasis uh, goes on the... Ah, doesn't it? How, like, ah, how yeah. are you? Not just how, how it was. How, how did it transpire, Dan, when you pushed well, him? It transpired that he was not that well at all. He'd been really stressed out. He's got loads of university work and like work with his family business. And he was just generally feeling under pressure. Mm. And, you know, that changed the way I was, I was going to get into. Yeah, I won't go into it. But anyway, it changed the way I interacted with him let's put it let's so put it that so way. when you said it the second time well you actually posed it as an accusation uh not as a question you said no you're not okay but when you when yes. you pushed him on it was it all right did he open up quite quickly yeah or... he did no he he was quick to he was quick to take the opportunity to uh-huh. because he did i think sometimes when you get asked that question and things aren't fine a you're just culturally 
obliged to just go on fine. Yeah, because you don't want to bother. I don't want to bother you. You don't want to bother them. Yeah. I don't want to be in any trouble. So, so maybe yeah. it's an English. I've got enough on my plate already. I, I don't, don't know what they're like. In, as well. in, yeah, I don't know what your Johnny Frenchman or Johnny Italians like. Maybe <laughs> they go. I mean, I can imagine in Italy they just do start fucking ranting and raving at you like straight away. Uh, but it, it's very English to think. Well, the last thing I would want to do is burden you with the reality of my inner turmoil. <laughs> That would be awkward for both of us. So I'd I will spare just you that. Disintegrate on the inside. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, ideally, I would just disintegrate on the outside. Too. <laughs> it would be more convenient for everyone if I just ceased to exist as an like on Endgame, like on like on Avengers. Just yeah, everyone. yeah, they just turn to dust. Yeah. Not a horrible death. Just what disappear. film is it where he just goes, "Time to die." <laughs> I think that's uh, Blade Runner or something. Time yeah, to it is. I watched it the other day. <laughs> but you, oh, know, no. you know what? This whole like asking a mate how you are, I'm, I'll answer how I am. I'm good generally, but did you see I went on um, our good uh, friend? Vanessa, yeah, I saw yeah, that. So, so I went on that and was very open about my sexuality for those who've not, yeah. you didn't know before about being bisexual all that sort of thing. I think I've spoken about that on here before, how I came mm. out when I was just like three in the afternoon on a Saturday. I'm, maybe I've not told you, but like coked off my tits, like <laughs> lines off my fucking desk. And, textbook, textbook stuff. Yeah. On That's Twitter. it coming out territory. Yeah, on exactly. Twitter, yeah, which, which like, <laughs> you know, resulted in, I think I did it on Twitter before telling my family. Yeah. And then it resulted in, you know, like, you know, death, 99% positivity, but then the odd death threat, you know, mm. for, for being bisexual. And then I went yeah, off. And I, I will said, kill you for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've, I've read your news. <laughs> I've decided that I am going to kill you. The next despite our, long, despite our long and close relationship, <laughs> now I must kill I've you. I've just read about your <laughs> sexual predilections. <laughs> And I have swiftly decided that I am going to commit a murder against you. <laughs> I think Sam's response was actually the best. It was just bisexual legend, which I always... <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, I've been meaning to get you a T-shirt with that. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I, that all that opened up an old wound again. And I'll tell you what, for a couple of days after it, it didn't go viral, but it, I think it got like 15, 20,000 views on Twitter. And I... For the first hour, I I was looking at the replies, and to be fair, nothing were, was about my sexuality. It was mainly just call me a woke lefty snowflake, which I'm fine. It's probably the yeah, yeah. lovely I'm fine with yeah. that. But it was more about being like, I was like, oh, my twelve year old nephew's on Instagram. He he will have seen that. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but it just I felt really like exposed and weird, and I, yeah. I went in a bit of a dark place for a couple of days. And I did have a thought of like you know, World Cup and then my band potentially touring again next year. I, I, I have that thought for the first time in age of like, God, it'd be so much easier if I just like was able to drink right now. Didn't. Right, yeah. You know, just like that two minutes, like I thought about that. And that's the first time I've thought that for like six months, which would suggest like, that probably longer actually, like a year, which would suggest that maybe I'm not in as great a place as I'm presenting. But also there's like, I've definitely told you about this before. One of my best mates and he's an alcoholic and he's tried to stop three or four times. He'll he'll do like a month here, two weeks there. 
And now he's, I think the last time we I came on here was when we did the the broadcast with, you know, people joined across from America. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I spoke about him there. And I think at that point, he was just like started drinking again. But, and I spoke to my mom about it because she's been sober for six years or whatever. And she swears by AA. And she predicted exactly what would happen with him, which was, He'll just go back twice as hard. And that's yeah. ex- exactly what he's done. Yeah. He's going through, his dad died last year. He's going through, he bought a house with his girlfriend. They were together six, seven years, got a dog together. They're breaking up. And now it's all getting very legal, the dispute there. But he said a thing to me about two weeks ago. I think it was when we were recording um, music. And he said, I'm the happiest I've ever been. And I, I thought, that's what I used to say. I remember saying that quite a lot, like when I'd had like maybe my two week break or whatever, kidding myself and just thinking, oh, I, I can just do the weekends drinking and yeah. on the Coke and everything. And he's just gone back like, and it's it's just, I think that's a big reason that's a big thing that's getting me down because he's just all over the place at the moment and he doesn't really see it. Or, or he must do, but he's not really acting on it. And now I'm at the place of, do I call him out? Do I, you know, do I pressurize him or do I just leave him to it? How long can I leave him to it? So, yeah, that's that's what's going on with me. A few well, things. Well, I appreciate being honest. First thing is like, you know, the feeling that you had being exposed in that way by doing something that was quite public facing is not to be underestimated. I've been through that myself before. And to be honest, even if you're only getting sort of positive or neutral feedback, you you can't, you know, that, that has an effect on anyone, anyone. Do you know what I mean? It is. And you don't see it coming sometimes because it can be exciting to do something that's sort of high profile and you you sort of the excitement then quickly can get diffused and i think just yeah ex- exposing yourself is is a big deal you know in 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 any sense and it can overwhelm you a little bit sometimes and so i understand that and maybe you're tired and stuff but also as far as your mates said i don't know what damn things i would i would say that you have to be careful with your own engagement in that sort of stuff because you can empathize of course and you're an empathetic person but it's possible to empathize too much and then you put yourself at risk. So I always say word of warning in my life in the past, I've got so engaged and wrapped up in other people's stuff that, you know, people who I really care about and you can be, you know, so sensitive to it. They're almost, you take it on like it's almost your own burden. And I would say you have to be very careful about that. And it doesn't make you, it doesn't make you any less compassionate, right? If you if you just step away a little bit, because it's like everything you know. It's like they tell you in recovery, but it's the same. Whatever, even if you listen to this, you're not a drinker, you don't have addiction problems. You know, the truth is, you have to distinguish between stuff you can control and can't control. So, my, my advice, what it's worth on that is, it sounds to me like you're getting quite engaged in it, which is because you're an empathetic and compassionate person. But be careful with that, and don't feel bad about just stepping away. And letting him deal with it is—I don't know what you think, Dan, but I think you, I feel like I need bad, yeah, you can badly get wrapped up in people's stuff, and that's dragged me under before in the past. Yeah, I think that's uh, something that I've learned. And again, to your point, Sam, is that I'm coming 
from uh you know the point of someone who identifies as having like abnormal uh sort of reactions to alcohol and things you know and so what it's like for the normal person uh, you know i don't know but what i've learned is that um being codependent as it's called on mm-hmm. someone else for your for your emotional well-being is a very hazardous place to be because you are not able to do anything for that person um in it's it's their own decision about you know what what they do and where they go with it now the caveat as sam just said is that you're empathetic emotional this is your friend and and i had the same thing with my mum which is a different scenario but um so she's got alzheimer's and she w- was in over the last couple of years she went into hospital at the time of uh covid just starting and she actually turned out to have pneumonia despite being on a ward where people were dying around on a daily basis she somehow miraculously survived um and went through a long rehabilitation physical and mentally she's recovered quite well but i mean she does still have alzheimer's and some days are much better than other days and i i've had to work specifically on not attaching whether I have a good day or a bad day on on her on how yeah. she's feeling, right. which yeah. is which is which is quite difficult. And you know, because I call her every day and I want to know she's doing well. Uh, um, but I I also have to re- think about how I respond because my tendency can be to respond angrily to her having a bad day if she's frustrated by not remembering how the telly works. Um, you know, I, I, that can manifest in me as a sort of like, ah, oh, for fuck's sake, why can't you just do yeah. it? It's so, yeah. it's, it's like with kids, it's so easy. Just do it. And <laughs> um, so like keep trying to keep in that, that more balanced position is, it, it is hard. And, uh, but the, one of the things I try and do is, is to just not have another rope attached to another person yeah obviously the more people you have attached the more direction i mean yeah when you're talking about your mum there's like no one really most of us have such a close bond to and such a you know who would you worry more about than your mum apart from maybe your kids i suppose but like and and god knows what it'll be like when our kids are older and they start you know yeah they i mean my daughter already is like you know, going out of her mates and that. And it's just like, I can't imagine what it's like, but you have to work on your ability to just let it go, I think. Letting shit go with the people you love. Do you know what I mean? Letting it go and understanding that they are human beings. They are adults. Do you know what I mean? And I mean, obviously your mum's sick, I get that. And, and And your mate is going through a sort of an illness too. But that's nevertheless. There's how much can you do? You just have to let shit go to to a huge extent because if not, your life is so complicated. It's enough dealing with your own stuff, isn't it? Without carrying around loads of other people's. But you know, God, Tommy, I can I can totally understand. I've been go. You know, I've got I've got some very close to me relapsed recently, and it was. But you know what? I'm listening to you talk about your experience, and I'm thinking. I'm qu- I'm quite pleased with the way in which I dealt with this person's relapse. You know, I was sort yeah. of like I made a conscious decision. I checked myself. You know, we talk about all this shit like 
we all do on this podcast and we do to each other away from this podcast and we've all got other people we talk to talk over these ideas and these techniques we use to sort of get ourselves through life um occasionally you actually see yourself actually doing it in the wild do you know what I mean by that? <laughs> like how we can all talk the talk. And the truth is, yeah. I don't speak for myself there. I'm very often not walking it. Like <laughs> fucking all, all the time, I'm not walking it, right? Um, I believe in it. I'm not saying these things like just because they're the right things to say. I believe in the things, but so often you find yourself telling other people, but then not doing it yourself. It's so hard to do. (laughs) Yeah, it's really hard. Occasionally, occasionally, just because of the amount of time you've been stuck at it and the time, the amount of time you've been trying and talking and thinking about it, it, you catch yourself doing it in the wild, naturally, right? It's like when you're training at football when you're a kid and they're teaching you a little technique and you do it over and over again you think this is fucking boring when can we play a match then one day in the match you actually do the thing yeah right <laughs> and you're like fucking hell where did that come from because you do it without thinking almost yeah and you know Training my mate, your instincts. this person who's really close to me relapsed and i've been dreading it and i you know, not that i expected it but i'd been i've been monitoring it let's say you know like Just from a to- from a distance, I've been thinking, I'll be honest, I've been thinking, I wonder if he'll relapse. Do you know what I mean? I don't think that Ru- about... I, I could imagine Sam rustling about in the bushes with his binoculars. Yeah. No, but there's some people, right? I don't think that about either of you. Do you know what I mean? I, I don't. Yeah. I don't sort of... And other people who are, you know, close mates who are, who are sober, I don't think it often. I just sort of think they're getting on, but it's great. But this one particular person, I was like, I had been thinking, I wonder if he will. Maybe because he absolutely was, I was unable to engage in a conversation of this nature with him, even after he got sober. I was going to say, all. what were the sides without being specific? Like, well, like in the, there was, it was almost a year of sobriety, and a couple of times I went to see him, and you know, not I wasn't going deep into weird shit. I didn't invite him to see the otters, Dan, because that's oh, like okay. Okay. you have to yeah. wait for that. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It uh, wasn't. You need to, you need sign off. You need sign off before. Yeah, you, you don't just. Like jump wait, was it Dan? In. You went to see the otters with? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's my otter pal, and mate. But it's not exclusive club. If you ever come down, I'd love to. Make way down. You can definitely. I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> Yeah, no, absolutely anytime i've got membership to the wetland center i can bring a guest for free mate <laughs> anyway um yeah i didn't invite him to see the otters and i wasn't going straight in like yeah so have you have you noticed signs from the universe yet has it shown you that you don't like, have any control whatsoever and in fact you just have to have faith that it will eventually take you in the right direction have you seen those signs have, has the universe presented itself to you yet uh so i didn't go in that deep i mean that's sort of shit i'd probably say to you two off air yeah. right yeah. <laughs> but but it was more like gentle sort of stuff here and then he just like you could just tell he was a bit like yeah shut up that's boring i'm not engaging and every time i said you know maybe yeah you get, got a program going to any meetings anything like that it just like kind of shut that down didn't really want to talk about that at all and um so I yeah. was always like, has this guy got a thing beyond just I've stopped putting alcohol in my body? That's, that's, you know what I, I mean? think that's a really good way of putting it. Like, let's mm. put it in a, a new context. I mean, it's it, it's that you need you like you need to be engaged in 
finding a solution. And again, mm. I go back to my thing about I don't know what it is for normal people. Like when my wife gets in a bad mood, it's just a case of she will be very angry and not talk to me for mm. a set amount of time. And mm. then, then, then it will pass. There's no sort of like other symptom, if you like. Mm. So maybe that's that's fine for for sort of people to mm. deal with some of these things. And we're talking, you know, minor stuff here, so we're not talking major stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I think if you if you have got a drink problem, for example, then yeah, you've got to find another way of of dealing with it. You, and got, that, you, you know, need a program. Not be Twelve steps. It might be a fucking could... hobby. Yeah, yeah, I mean? well, <laughs> Take up golf for fuck's sake. I don't know. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It, it can be just something dead simple, but it, it, you, your life needs to change, and the, the the change of just not tipping the the magic liquid into your mouth is not that's yeah. not enough in itself, really, that's, is it? If you want to sustain it, that was the problem with my friend. Like I could just tell he he was like, "Yeah, I'm feeling really good," and all all the physical benefits and the mental benefits, mm. like on you know less anxiety and not feeling hungover every day in work. And um, but I could just, you know, if if we went on nights out because he's seen me for the past like nearly two years, still going on nights out. I I I find it easy because I'm a you know I'm a talkative sort of, you know, I don't, I don't give a fuck really. You're you're a people person. Yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> I'm, 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 thank you. you put words in your mouth. I've got a t-shirt. Uh, for you. That's another way of saying bisexual legend. That's, <laughs> that's my code for it. Uh, Tommy, how would I describe him? Let's just say he's a people person. <laughs> yeah, but I I find it quite seamless. And then obviously I, I had Alice and we got sober together and and uh, cricket as well was a big thing that I fixated a lot of energy to like playing it, working in it and everything like that. But I could tell when I asked him when, when he came on nights out, he just didn't want to be there, and I could sort of see that he was. It was quite sad because he was like a, like a lost puppy sort of thing, and he'd always sort of be stood by my side and just asking like how I did it, and I could tell he hadn't really changed anything mm. like you said other than that. Mm. My, a lot of my problem with it, with like you know wanting to, my brother said like, and my therapists have told me this like. A lot of my anxiety or panic attacks, which I don't really get anymore now, I don't drink, but a lot of it comes from lack of control. So, like, that's yeah. why I hate flying, for instance, because I just can't control anything about it. I'm just sat there and then that's decided. I love driving, but I hate flying. You know what I mean? And it's similar with this. And my brother keeps saying, like, you know, he's not an alcoholic. He's, you know, he drinks once or twice a week, but he keeps saying, you can't. You can't fix him. It's not really in your hands and you have to sort of step back from it. I know we love him, but, and I know we're, you know, we're in a band with him and we we have a lot of great times together and make music together and gig together and all that. We're all like brothers really, like in, in my band, but I can't, just because it's, he he's there and he's within my vicinity quite a lot, I can't change that. And I, I, I just need yeah. to like, I need to hear what you guys have said and what he says and sort of step back from it. And Yeah, it's, control is like at the root of so much of all this stuff, especially addiction, but I think anyone's kind of struggle and malaise is very often just control. And, and it, you know, yeah. you can't control what he is doing. You cannot control what he's doing. And, and it's so hard when you speak to loved ones of people who have a very bad addiction issue because sometimes they come to you and they think, 
because you've been through similar stuff, you can give them advice on how to fix it. Yeah. And and all you can ever, you know, I remember I said this to you recently, but all you can really do is just go, do you know what? All I can tell you is you can't do anything. Do you know what I mean? And the sooner you get your head around that, the better for you, because there's nothing you can do other than make it clear that you are there. Do you know what I mean? And that you are there with with love and kindness and compassion when they decide that they're ready for for it, which That's often true. often you're not. You don't because you you know you go so balmy when you're drinking too much or whatever. You, you think everyone's patronising you or judging you, but I think it's like that. I'm here. You know, whenever you need it, I am here. But I had to say, yeah, there was another someone close to me recently. I just remember who it was actually. And he, yeah, I just had to say just to their sort of loved one, I'm really sorry if you think I've got a solution. I haven't. But all I can tell you is that you can't do anything. And I'm telling you that for your own sanity. Yeah. Because it must drive you. There is, what's it called? Al-Anon, the, the group for relatives of addicts. Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. I I think that that is something. I'm going to start putting a link to that actually in the reset well, newsletters. My girlfriend's family used that when she yeah. when she was really going through it, and and it was really helpful. I think. Yeah, I think it's a great organisation. I haven't experienced it myself. My my wife did tell me, like after I'd got sober, that she had she hadn't gone to a meeting, but she had got some information and looked them up when she was very worried about my drinking. I was refusing to engage in a constructive conversation, let's say <laughs> about the matter. Code word for. Yeah. Come. <laughs> I, I, I was refusing to engage in her proposed audit of my lifestyle. Um, and so she. I'll do it tomorrow. Fuck yeah. off. That, 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 that is that just a bit of a drink, in it? You got our mind at the end of the day. After all, <laughs> you relax a bit. Well, what, what I've done, the, the only action I, I have like directly done is I've told his. He lives with his best mate from like, you know, they've known each other since school, like since he moved out from his him and his girlfriend having lived together. And he lives with him and he's aware of the problem and he, he's noticed it. And there's a couple of people who, he lives in a big shared flat now from, you know, having bought a really nice place for his girlfriend. So that's that's not great for it. But I think everyone, there's another lad who lives there who's sober about the same age and same time as me. So he, there's two or three people and all the lads in the band know. So I think between all of us, we're all sort of ready for if he, if and when he decides to sort of do it. So that's, that's it. That's, it's not like he's unaware of people that have done it and how they've done it. He's the 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 people that he needs are around him when. He's yeah, and he knows that. that. He knows yeah. that. Let's let's wrap this up. It's been very good though. Um, it's been a, a short, but I I felt very punchy. valuable chat. Punchy Helpful for me personally. Uh, well, I'm glad about that, Tommy. And I think it's you know, yeah. Um, Time's flown. We need to. Thanks for yeah. coming back, Tommy. You, you you got to get out the dentist, haven't you? Yeah, with the kids. Up the dentist. Yeah. Good luck with that, mate. Remember, there's nothing you can do once they're in that chair. It's out of your control. <laughs> so you might as well exactly. just read a book and try and block out the screaming. 
I'll, I'll go after Nando's. Yeah. <laughs> this great book that Sam recommended. Oh, I'm still reading that at the moment. Yeah. I'm, are you reading that now? Is that what your is bookmarks it? about halfway? You're probably only about the same stage as me. I'm I'm only about halfway through. Oh, I'm addicted to it. Weird, weird, weird thing to say, accidental, but yeah, I am yeah. addicted. It's one, amazing. two, three, four. It's a Beatles book, Dan. I'm uh, not sure yeah. if, you, if you're a Beatles fan. And the, yeah, I'm aware. Yeah, I'm aware of the Beatles. Are you aware of their work? Ironically, <laughs> there's a bit. There's a bit about when George and Patty go to the, you know, the dentist who spiked them all with acid <laughs> the first time, and they thought that dentist was doing like untoward things. Patty Boyd was 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 certain that whenever they went under and then he'd do his operations and stuff oh my um, god he was doing weird things to her and we George Morrison about that. No, yeah. not to what not are you telling him that for his kids are <laughs> about <laughs> yeah, <man>. oh. <laughs> and then realised anyway anyway think on until next time <laughs> <laughs> until next time good luck mate right. cheers lads all the best see ya bye bye cheers